Christmas is a time of family and celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus. So in light of that today, we're going to be talking about a mom of the Bible who is related to Mary, mother of Jesus from our last episode, and how her story can help teach us to not miss Jesus this Christmas. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about our new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, Christmas is just a few short days away. Our kids are home from school and holiday parties and activities are in full swing. I've always loved Christmas and thought it was the most wonderful time of the year, but I also know it can be really busy or even a sad time for some when people we love have passed and we remember the memories, especially this time of year. My Nana always used to have us over for a Christmas Day meal and she would make homemade bread and fried sweet potatoes. And even though she taught me how to make both of those before she died, mine will still never be as good as hers, of course, and I always miss her during this season. So if you're missing someone this Christmas and you need prayer, or maybe you just want to share a Christmas tradition that your family has to keep the focus on Jesus that I might could share with other moms, I would love to hear from you. You can email me directly at mallen at lwf.org, and that will be in the show notes, or of course, you can always message me on social media. Today, we are going to be talking about Elizabeth, a mom of the Bible that was related to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and how she can teach us to not miss Jesus this Christmas. That's so important. You can find Elizabeth's story in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 5. So please go back and read this for yourself. I know you already probably did with Mary's story a few weeks ago, but this will just kind of complete it. And you can really get the most out of this story as I'm really only going to be hitting the high points for today. So in verse 7, we learn that Elizabeth and Zechariah were childless in their old age. That's important because Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, he was a priest and In the beginning of this chapter, he was given a perhaps once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to the holy place of the temple and pray. So he's praying. I'm sure he's asking the Lord to give them a child. And the angel named Gabriel, so once again, y'all, he's back, appears to Zechariah and lets him know that his prayer has been heard and Elizabeth is going to have a son and that they are supposed to name him John. You probably remember him as John the Baptist. In this moment, being as old as Zechariah was and as old as Elizabeth was, I'm sure it was natural that he would doubt this news, right? Because in verse 20, the angel actually tells him, because of his doubt, that he would be unable to speak until this happens because you did not believe my words. So can you imagine going home with this huge news that you're supposedly going to be having a son and then not even being able to tell your wife out loud? So to tell Elizabeth, I guess he just had to write it down on whatever they had to write down on back then. (laughs) I don't think they had a tablet or anything like that. So she just had to read it. I mean, that would be crazy, right? You couldn't even speak. 
So just as the angel said, though, Elizabeth does indeed become pregnant. But I want to backtrack a second into all of those years that Elizabeth had felt disgrace, and that's how the Bible put it, because she was unable to have kids. As joyful as she must have been now that her belly was growing and she was pregnant and she was excited, I'm sure that she still had to wonder, why now? Why is God choosing to answer this prayer now when I'm old and I have gray hair? You know, let's go back, though, to something that was said about Elizabeth long before this happened. Back to verse 6. So before the pregnancy, before Zechariah ever goes into the temple to pray, verse 6 calls them both righteous in the sight of God and obedient. So what does that mean? Does it mean that they never sinned? Does it mean that they were perfect? I mean, obviously not, right? Their lives clearly weren't perfect. They hadn't even been able to have the family that they wanted so badly. So what does it mean then? You know, I I thought about this a lot. I read about this a lot. And I really think that it means that just like today, back in Elizabeth's time, there were plenty of hypocrites, people who claimed to be Christians but were only interested in outwardly showing it through rituals like going to the temple, including some of the other priests like Zechariah or if you want to bring it to modern times today, like people going through the motions at church today. They live as Sunday Christians only. You know what I'm talking about. But Elizabeth knew that it mattered much more what was on the inside, that the Lord looked at her heart, that he wasn't interested in rituals, and he wanted her obedience daily to live for him and spend time talking to the Lord one-on-one. And this is how Elizabeth lived. So I'm sure she had shared some ugly tears, right, with God up until this point about her desire to be a mom. But she also knew more than ever that God was faithful, that he never leaves, that he keeps his promises, even if they come later than expected. And she was very in tune with the Holy Spirit. So much so, it says that when Mary, the mother of Jesus, finds out from the same angel, right, Gabriel, that she was going to have baby Jesus, she also found out about her relative, Elizabeth, that we're talking about today, being pregnant. So Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, and you'll see this in Luke chapter 1 as you read. And when Mary arrives, verse 41 says, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, so when she heard her walk up, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. It's exactly how the Bible says it. So pay attention to that last part, that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she goes on in verse 42 to say to Mary, and I'm going to quote it, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you bear. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So it's these verses that tell us that Elizabeth knew through the Holy Spirit that Mary was carrying Jesus the Messiah before Mary ever spoke a word to her about it. That's just so cool to me because he had to know that young Mary, at this point, she had probably just found out the news herself and hadn't even spoken aloud to anyone yet. And she was probably still wondering, was that a dream? Can this really be happening? And God uses Elizabeth. All those years that Elizabeth had put in being faithful, all the time that she had spent, 
with the Lord in prayer all the time that she never lost hope year after year after year on waiting for God to answer her prayer to be a mom. It was all those years of faithfulness together that brought Elizabeth to this moment to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit to recognize Jesus before he was even born, before it was even spoken out loud to her. These two women, they're related. It doesn't really get specific on how they're related. Mary and Elizabeth, they were bonded by their growing bellies, I'm sure. But they were in two totally different stages of life. Mary being a virgin, never been married, a young girl. And then Elizabeth, an older, wiser, gray-haired woman, you know, pregnant too, right there with her. And yet it was God's perfect timing. And it was Elizabeth in her wiser years of knowing the Lord that was able to affirm this gift of Jesus in Mary. I think that is so cool, don't y'all? Elizabeth was walking with God, and she didn't miss Jesus. That is that is incredible. I've actually, I will confess, never read the verse so detailed where I understood that she knew before Mary ever told her, okay? And so I've, that has really just completely been like eye-opening to me this Christmas. So, this Christmas, it's just four days away. That's crazy. I want us, both you listening and myself, to be like Elizabeth. And don't miss Jesus. You may have hardships right now around this Christmas season. There may be sorrow from losing a loved one. You might be waiting on a prayer to be answered like Elizabeth was all those years. Or you might just be overwhelmed, I mean, outwardly by all the busyness going on, wrapping presents, cooking, running errands, your kids are home from school. But remember, God cares about what's on the inside, what's in our hearts. And if we're focused on him this Christmas, then we won't miss Jesus and neither will our families. How can you and I do this? Well, maybe you've joined in our 25 days of anticipation study. And if not, there's still a few more days left if you want to sign up for these daily emails that can help keep you focused on Jesus's Christmas. Um, That'll be in the show notes. It's just a little daily devotion email that'll come to you. Or a few other suggestions would be read the nativity story together as a family. A lot of times we wait to read it until Christmas Day or Christmas Eve night when our kids are ready to dive into their presents and they're not paying attention as well. So Maybe don't wait to do it just until then. Maybe read it several times over the next few days. Um, I find that the more you read it over and over again and even have them tell the story back to you, that you really know that they clearly understand what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus, right? Not Santa Claus or presents. And this is a great thing to do before they get distracted by all the gifts, right? And um, I'm going to include three of my favorite children's book uh, versions of the Nativity. Uh, they're all on Amazon, easy to find, that kind of thing. It'll be in the show notes, as well as a free interactive Nativity from Faithful 31 Moms that you can print out. Your kids can color it, and then you can read through the story, um, the Nativity story, as well as maybe act it out as a family or something like that, just for a fun added thing. And one more thing that I want to mention that you might really enjoy this Christmas to keep your focus on Jesus, even when you're busy with everything going on, our hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding, has a special podcast series called The Voices of Christmas. I mentioned this on our last podcast um, on Mary. 
but there are eight short episodes. They're wonderful. The first one is actually specifically about Elizabeth and Zachariah that we talked about today. So you can download the Love Worth Finding app or you can go directly to the website to listen. And I'll be sure to include the link to that in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for listening. Have you subscribed to our podcast so that you can be updated when new episodes like this come out? If not, please make sure that you do that and follow us at Faithful31Moms on Instagram to catch all the latest. Thanks again for listening, and I hope that you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.